Support for WRFA is brought to you by Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union provides credit union membership to people who live, work, worship, attend school, do business, and any other entities within Chautauqua County. It also offers a loan type of virtually any need, free life and permanent disability insurance on most consumer loans, and debt protection options. As a local community resource, Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union is committed to providing its members with the professional financial services they have come to expect. For more information, including how to become a member, call or text 716-665-7000 or visit them on the web at 665-7000.com. Southern Chautauqua Federal Credit Union, a proud supporter of community radio in Jamestown and Southern Chautauqua County. You are tuned in to Arts on Fire right here on 107.9 WRFA, and I'm your host, Anthony Merchant. Today on the program, I am joined right here in the WRFA studios with local musician Mike Brunacini. Mike is getting ready to release his latest album titled Summer's End and is now available up to support and pre-order over at Kickstarter. Right now, you got until May 8th, so a few more uh, weeks to do that. We're going to talk new music with Mike, talk about the Kickstarter and all that good stuff. Mike, how are you? Doing good. How are you? Very good. Very good. I've been excited to uh, talk about it, get into the Kickstarter. We've been playing your music lately on the station and I guess just anticipating people for uh, this new record. I mean, is this is has this been what you've been spending like the first half of the year on? Is it is it basically like all your all your efforts and stuff going into getting this record out? Uh, aside from from work and raising a two-year-old, yeah, yeah, this is it. Um, it's been you know a couple of years, but but the past year has been that you know I've been really focused on finishing the album and making sure it's ready, getting this all done yeah. and, and uh, all set. Um, was this so? You were you recording this then before twenty twenty two? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The er, the the writing kind of started in. 2017-18 and then oh, wow. uh, started recording in earnest in March 2020 right right when the pandemic hit <laughs> that opened up some free time and I just you know started right away got right into it have you released any music in between or is it is this like first release for you in a while I've released some uh, some of the songs from this album in mm. between but uh, this is the first album since 2018 nice uh, nice it's the first kind of regular album since 2016 uh in 2018 i did an album called dream state it's a double concept album of almost progressive rock slash pop rock oh really so it's like catchy melodies but with progressive rock textures it tells a story and it's it's kind of weird and wonky and i i like it but it's not like a normal type of music experience Uh so uh 2016 was the last time i did like a power pop pop rock type of melodic album it's of, been a of while three minute songs you know nice and so that was kind of the goal was to focus on making short catchy regular songs <laughs> <laughs> you know it's self-contained each song is its own story there's no like overarching plot or anything this time this is just a a basic album <laughs> you know doing doing something something like that where you kind of uh change gears or switch gears for a while in your music i mean is that a is that a mindset at all is there like when you come out of that is it almost getting back into the mindset of writing those like 
you know, catchy power pop songs? I mean, is that something that's like turned on and off or kind is that? Of. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. I, I almost, when I go back and forth, like from one album to the next, it's om- like a lot of times I'll notice that one album was really piano heavy and the next one is more guitar heavy mm. and that sort of thing. But also, yeah, the, there's, I, I tend to try to make a conscious decision before I'm writing anything that like, I want to do this. You want it to sound like this, or yeah. I want it to sound like yeah. that. Because um, I make a lot of lists. That's how I function. <laughs> so, like when I'm when I'm thinking when I finish one project, I write a list of what I want the next one to be. I, I try to like what songs are left over from the last one, and what songs, what little bits are like not finished yet, and what can I do with them. And so I organize a bunch of lists, and like that's the one. That's the one I'm going to do this time. <laughs> I, I like that. Now, are you someone, it kind of sounds like going off that, are you someone who will kind of pick and pull ideas from different things or maybe I have this lyric or this line or something from something I wrote for a while ago, maybe this would go into like this song, like you kind of, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, definitely. piecing things? Yeah, I have um, I have like a, going back to like 2009, I had like a little tiny portable recorder with like an SD card in it filled it up with hundreds of demos and I'm still pulling from those to this day. <laughs> then on my phone, I have like, I, that continued. So like every time I go to start a new project, I'm listening through all those little bits and pieces that uh, and trying to like, categorize like, what have I used? What haven't I used? And what could be used now? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting. There's like a, um, the bridge for for a song called October Air that's on the new album, uh, and it's also a single. It's out already. Um, that bridge is from a song I I thought that I finished in two thousand nine. Wow. The rest of the song is trash, and I just said, you know, that melody there that might go good with this part, and I and it, it did. Yeah, it's just weird how that. You it's know, interesting. It's, it's interesting. like a gift that keeps giving. Yeah, but but you're right about that because maybe you write maybe you write a song that never gets fully realized or it's kind of lukewarm and you're like, oh whatever, I could probably do better. But in there, there might be a little bit of gold. Maybe there yeah. isn't that bridge. Maybe there's maybe there's just a little melody. Maybe there's like literally one line. Yeah, that is that happens a lot where there's like uh, you. I just find something. And it's just one little part of an entire thing, and that one little part is the only thing I want, and the yeah. rest, like the rest, I can just forget about. But uh, yeah, I I frequently find like the the free time I had when I was in college and recording these demos is the gift that keeps giving. I keep <laughs> pulling from that. That like every time I go back, I find something new that I still haven't finished. Wow. Or something that I thought like that that I thought I finished and really isn't that good, but. Like maybe the melody is good and the words were bad. Yeah. So I can I can adjust the words and just keep that melody. That's cool. It's also I mean that's a that's really going back. Like I, I love that it's like it's not even the voice memos on your phone. You got your old recorder. You're going like back to that. Yeah, I had like a, a flip phone at that point. You know, so oh, I did, yeah. like I, there's the separate device with <laughs> with recordings on it. Just weird. Voice memos is so nice now to have that for ideas. Yeah. Or you think it wasn't that long ago? You didn't have you pull like a little task cam in your pocket or something yeah, to like you know record what things. It was, but it, I mean, it was it, it was like like a like task cam, one? like a portable little thing. But it it like it just crushed the audio. So like <laughs> it sounds like garbage. Uh, now like a phone, you can record like a real song on a phone and release it if you want it. They sound so good. 
I, it's it really is insane. I I've I've like recorded just rough things with like a phone, just the microphone on your phone, like even in like in the back of a van and stuff. And I'm like, how does it sound that good? Like, yeah, I'm I'm like that. Just it blows my mind. That has to be weird for you too. Like, I assume when you're going that far back in the archives, I mean, you're you're really taking a look at like how you've progressed, how you've changed. Like, I'm sure you're going back and then like. I mean, that's a decade plus at this point. I mean, I'm sure there's some differences and changes as you go through the years. Like, do you kind of see where you go, oh, this was my phase where I liked this effect on my keyboard a lot, or I noticed I was doing a lot of this at, like, this point and stuff. Do you find a lot of that? Yeah, for the most part, it's just, like, it's looking back at at that and saying, like, oh, I was really bad at what I did, and I thought (laughs) I was better at it than I was. Um but that's that's kind of nice looking back. Oh yeah, to see, no, it's like, not bad. Like, you know, my voice wasn't very good then, and now it's better. My yeah. lyrics weren't very good then, and now it's a lot better. My piano playing was sloppy, and now it's a little better. Yeah, so, like you see that that progression. Um, it's weird that back then I felt a lot more confident, and now <laughs> I don't. But no, that like, comes like, with age, I think. Yeah, with musicians, yeah. there's there's a I don't know if it's cockiness. I don't know what you want to call it. Maybe not cockiness. It's almost ignorance of not knowing things or something yeah where like you can just kind of there's that certain age and stuff and i mean like yeah if you're going back you're saying your college age and stuff where i don't think you're thinking of cert you're not you're not really thinking of it a lot where you start going well when i release this like what are you know people like this like you just kind of go well this obviously is good this is obviously i I did it it's good i like it yeah it's a it's interesting but that that's something that seems to come up the younger the younger you are i feel like there's more just you're almost not thinking so much about if i release this or or if it is really good or if it's like whatever yeah like there's i can't remember what the dunning uh what is it? The, the oh, I know what you're talking. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a, a curve on a, and it's basically like the the less experience you have, the better you think you are at something up to a certain point, and then you feel like absolute trash about yourself <laughs> as you're getting better, and then then you actually are really good at something. You know, you go through those you go through those phases of you think you're better than you are. Then you're actually better, but you feel worse, and then you're truly exceptional. <laughs> then I guess you need it, because then when you start thinking of that, you kind of need that push. Because in the beginning, if you don't feel that way, will you ever really get there? You know what I mean? Are you ever going to progress if you go, well, this is a losing battle. If you start going, like, I'm no good, I think you almost need that. Like, just yeah. keep your head down and just do it. You may not be good, but you'll like you'll get there. Yeah. You know? uh, this, the, the practice yeah you know, like you need that voice in your head saying you can do better yeah this, yeah, this yeah. isn't as good as you can do i know you <laughs> i am you you can do better than this this is me from the future yeah. listening to these old task cam recordings you will get better <laughs> i need a future me telling me now to just keep getting better <laughs> and you'll also be able to do this on your phone in the future i'd also yeah. like you know that you won't yeah. need you won't need the sd card at least it'll sound better yes yes <laughs> Do you, uh, when it does come to songwriting, are you someone who, like, like, are you constantly writing? Or you get bursts of writing where it's like you might get a month or two where you just really, really write and then maybe go, like, another couple months and, like, not really write at all? Uh, more like that. More like the, it's it's stop and go. You know, there's, um, it's, 
it's it's really difficult i would say to write at this point it's it's hard to to find time to do it mm. and uh when i do find the time to do it it doesn't always come as easily as it used to uh, and I think that's a product of not having as much time to do it. You sound busy. You yeah. sound like you say very busy. Um, so uh, I'd say that I'm writing less frequently. I'm writing fewer songs than ever, but each song I'm writing is better quality. And I feel like now that I, I have like a a bar that I need to meet and I can tell when I'm not meeting it. Whereas in the past... That didn't. That bar was a lot lower, and I like if the song was passable at all. I'm like, okay, that's done. But yeah. now, now I'll sit on it for a while, and I'll think, is it really as good as I want it to be? And if it's not, then I just don't do anything with it. I, I keep it on the back burner until I can improve it somehow. Um, See, at least you do know that. I mean, going like we've been talking about, where you at least have that, where you go, you don't get rid of it entirely. Maybe it's not great, but again, it's like maybe I can pick from this later on, or maybe I yeah, can revisit exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Keep it on the pile and and come back to it later. Yeah. Don't don't like fully get rid of it. Do you do you like pretty instantly know if something's gonna work or not, or does that like how far into a song when you when do you do start getting that feeling of like you know what? Maybe it's time to move on. Does it change up, or do you kind of have that moment where it's like, yeah, it takes about this much time, and I can I can tell it's like, all right, on to the next song for now. It's usually pretty quick. You usually, can tell, you tell usually, pretty quick. Um, it, 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 the, it's the words that are really challenging for me now. Um, I can I can write a melody. I'm pretty confident in that, and I that's I have a a lot of music with no words. <laughs> But coming up with the words is hard, so I'll know if I'm sitting down and I'm not coming up with anything engaging, I'm going to know right away that yeah. there's, there's no no hope. <laughs> you know, no hope in this moment that there's going to be a good song from from this session right now. But then I just keep that melody, and I just let it sit and fester for, for as long as it needs to <laughs> until words eventually happen will you make up and i don't i don't remember it's called it might just be like scratch lyrics but like for that melody will you sometimes just come up with just just what just basically gibberish to remember that melody until you can fill it in with actual lyrics yeah, yeah. that makes that makes sense if, if melody is coming to you first i mean that that so that's basically right you said like melody is really what hits you first it sounds like before yes. lyrics or anything yeah. else melodies i in always start with a melody that's that's just how i've always it's rare i think there's like one song ever that i started with lyrics first. really yeah wow. it's called millennium and it's on the album <laughs> oh nice nice so it's something we can hear soon yeah um and that one it was i intended to write a poem with no music at all and then i oh. thought this you know this kind of sounds musical and i tried and like one take boom it's done <laughs> i mean that's not the recording you hear but um the first time i played through it on a piano was that was it i didn't really change it from there i bet me being a musician it's probably hard to turn that part off of not thinking of a song and melodic what like writing words like that like even if it was poetry i would imagine just being a musician your head's gonna automatically go how do i fit this in yeah how do i melodically fit this into a song like where does this fit yeah, that that is true. Definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard. That's why I think that's why it's so hard for me to write lyrics first is because I'm trying to imagine a melody that's not there yet. And it's hard to fit the words in when there isn't a melody yet. Yeah, that's um, that's a good point. That's a I really usually, good point. I start with a melody and the, the melody dictates 
the the story, the mood, and the um, the pacing of the words. You know, the the how many syllables per line. You know, that that's yeah. all dictated by the melody first to me. Yeah, for, for me. <laughs> no, but that makes sense, and that's why like like just those things that you're talking about. Like, yeah, in your head, it's like if you're doing any kind of creative writing. I imagine you're just being conditioned that way because you're thinking that way anyways. So yeah. anything you want to do with words, it's like your head's going to start doing that. Like thinking of a tempo and a measure. So like how does this how does this fit in here in the way in the way that it would with music? Which uh, yeah, I, I always like hearing how uh, different people write. Do you are you writing mostly on piano? Is that how most songs get written? Yeah, most of them. Occasionally acoustic guitar, but usually piano. Now, do you ever go, do you ever write something like on piano and go, oh, this would sound good on guitar or all vice versa? Yeah, all really? the time. Yeah. So it's, a, okay, yeah, so it's not stuck to just that. If you write on piano, you're like, well, I mean, you know, though that, that too, can you tell that pretty instantly or do you kind of screw around and go, let me play this on piano and then we play in guitar? Or is it more of just you can hear it in your head? You're like, well, may, let me try this on the other instrument. Uh, I mean, a lot of my songs, I do both anyway mm. um but usually it the there's a lot of effort put into the arrangement so like uh, it's easier for me to write a song on piano because i'm more familiar with it i understand mm. it better whereas guitar i know chord shapes i can play lead parts but i don't know my scales i don't know the note, notes on the fretboard i have to like count them out you know oh, okay i'm, I'm yeah. not a really i'm not a good guitar player at all uh, but piano i understand so I know what I'm doing. I know how chords on a piano work. I know every all you know. I know my scales and everything. Um, so it's easy to write that way. But then when I get to the arrangement phase, then I can say, okay, I know these are the chords on piano. This is how I can play them on guitar, and then you know work those parts out. Um, and I, I usually do a lot of layers, a lot of uh, harmony and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I will say I've cut back quite a bit on this album because it, it gets a little. Um, I get carried away, <laughs> and uh, I worked with a, a producer on a few songs uh, named Jeff Thomas. He's in uh, Philadelphia, I think. Oh, nice. I uh, met him through, uh, he, he works a lot with my cousin Rand, who's in a band, Ookla the Muck, and uh, uh, I got introduced to him, and he's kind of, he, he understands the kind of music I want to do. He's also a fan of Ben Folds, and that oh, yeah. he's a very good piano player. Um, but yeah, his, his, I sent him a song. Uh, it's called Enough to Go Around. Uh, it's another one that's out right now from the album. And that um, the original mix that I sent him is really sloppy, really cluttered. There's a lot going on that didn't need to be there. And he called me up and basically berated me. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was, a, it was in a constructive way. But he's basically telling me, like, what are you doing? Why are these parts here when they don't need to be this the these things aren't serving any purpose other than cluttering up the space. So he, he helped me strip things back and really focus on what was important. And it's, there is a big difference. The, the finished product is significantly better because of that. I was going to ask you, actually, I had it written down and it kind of goes along like what you're talking about there. Like, are you someone then, then normally like where you feel like your first take is your best take and you're not, you're not going to go further from like the initial idea or do you like tooling around and really playing with songs and exploring them and throwing those little things in. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of sounds like that. Are you, do you yeah, tend to be I, that way? I almost never feel confident after a first take. <laughs> I need a lot of takes. Um, and I, I think the the more 
takes you you have the more material you can choose from yeah yeah, um, yeah. and and I, I think if uh, for me at least if if i believed in one take then I, i'm just not that talented <laughs> I, like i i don't have the the um natural gifts to do one take mm. song so i i do as many as i can and try to get the, get the parts right um and yeah I, I like to tinker around i i like to uh add things take things away uh move things around that's that's just how i i do so like, my favorite part of of like recording songs is arranging the other parts yeah like the the lead vocal is boring that's easy <laughs> i'll i'll do that but the 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 backing vocals that's where the fun is making those parts and getting that all it's very challenging to make sure your parts are in harmony there's no dissonance that everything sounds good together but that's part of the fun yeah is the challenge and like listening back to the final product of like oh finally that now those parts are all they all sound good together now yeah the fine every all your like hard work is now like everything's put together now you hear like all those little things you were doing these little bells and whistles now everything like comes together for that like that one you know that one final product yeah yeah, it, it, it's rewarding. It's like you put in the hard work, and now you're you're hearing the reward, and it's it's fun. I feel like too what you do, you know. I mean, definitely like in the vein of like power pop and stuff like that. I feel like that's a genre where that I I feel like that's one two layer things and throw those little extra things in. Yeah. Like that's a that's a genre where where I I I think I I don't think you want minimalism as much. I do think you want those because I I don't know. It sounds it it. Power pop something to be full. You want it to sound full. You want those yeah. little, just the little things that make it that, again, like maybe you don't notice it the first listen, but like those little, if that little harmony wasn't there in this one spot or these ooze and not like whatever it is. Yeah. It could be hand claps. It could just be yeah. something in there. It's like it would take, you may not notice it. Like just initially, if I go, what is it that makes a song? You may not know that, but if I took those away, there'd be something missing from that song. There's yeah. something missing there. You know, so I, yeah. I like that. I think power pop, it, it, it makes sense. Like, I, I think it's good you play around like that. It's not it's not bad to, like, go in there and, and I think, like, add more things. I feel like certain things I like minimalism. That's not one of them. I like I like playing yeah. around. I like yeah, people no, playing around I, studio. I wouldn't call this album minimalist. At all, but <laughs> I, would, I would just say I I, uh, I used restraint. Uh, I, I definitely put in the work to record all the parts. Uh, but then I would pull things back if they weren't really necessary or if they weren't adding to it. Yeah. Uh, I had to make some tough calls, too, where, you know, do I want this part or do I want that part? Because together they don't really sound great, but they each sound really good separate. And, you know, you either choose one or the other or you put one in one part of the song and one in the other part, you know. Yeah, there's always that. play them separately, uh, you know, beginning and end or something, but... Uh, that I had to make those. That's something that I feel like a few years ago I wouldn't have known to make that call. When to reel things back? Yeah. Now I know better. Now I now I know how to reel things in a little better. <laughs> no, that and I mean I think that's the other thing because I mean you're recording digitally. Obviously, you can have as many tracks as you want. It's then you know you can always get rid of things. That's the night. It's not. Yeah. It's not like we wasted this track on this. Oh no! What do we do now? You, you, 
you record over it or you, you get rid of it. You mute it and you add a new track below it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's not it's not <laughs> terribly. You keep it, but that that'll be for like the the twentieth anniversary edition. I'll, I'll put in. Oh, we found this this track we forgot about. <laughs> oh, I love those. Uh, I I know before the mics are on, you were talking about box sets and all that. And yeah, the ones where it's like here's fifty versions of the same song for yeah. an anniversary edition. It's like this one. It, something is panned hard right. This one, it's without the like. It's the most. It, it, you really, unless you're collecting it, I don't know who's sitting there listening to 50 different versions of these songs. I am. Oh, you. Oh, it's you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love that kind of stuff, but it's because I'm a songwriter. That because, mean, yeah. because I'm I'm interested in uh, production and all that arranging. But yeah, it's not it's not stuff I listen to like for enjoyment in the car. You know that. <laughs> yeah. That's like almost like studying. Like I want to hear, I want to hear like the the first take, the acoustic demo. I, I want to hear the alternate lyrics. I want everything. Okay, I do like you're getting me there. I I like the things we're getting like alternate lyrics or like a home recording of this. Really, yeah. you get songs where they sound so haunting, including back now. Things are clear. This is kind of like we're going like you know like home recording. There was a time where I feel like there was a sound. Just home recording almost had a darkness to it. Like there's. I don't know. There's a tone to it where if someone does like a home recording of just them and acoustic guitar to like a cassette, say this is 1983. I don't know if this example, there's just a sound to that home record. Like no matter what the later song sounds like, there's just something about that. It tends to be haunting. There tends, there's something to it. The, the, the timbre, the timber, whatever you call it. I don't, I don't know. There's something about that that I like. So I am with you there. I do like that in box. I think, I think it's, it's nice to have, but it's not really necessary. You know, it, yeah. it, it's it's good for those who want to do the deep dive once, but then nobody's, I don't think anybody's really listening to those 50 different takes ever again. <laughs> you know, they, they listen to them the one time they make the notes of like, oh, that's what, that's how that got to be there. Okay, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for putting that out there for me. <laughs> There's a, I, I love uh, Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers. They, they released one album in the 70s, LAMF, and that record, I can't. It gets re-released like every other year with a new mix or a new found mix. They found, you know, it's like a fifty-year-old record. They just, everyone's no one's alive in the band. Like it's it's long gone. It's just they keep finding all these like here it is again. Buy here, you know, give us buy this album again. It's a new mix. The bass is louder now. It's not. I think it was a marketing scheme because I think the original album did sound really bad. So the first couple times it got away with it, it's like, look it, we fixed it. We found the masters. We fixed it. But after a while, it's just like, if they're going to keep buying like, yeah. if they're going to keep buying it, let's do it. Like, let's just keep doing this. Here's a new old mix. <laughs> yes, exactly. Here's a new, new. Now we're reverting back to the old mix. Now we're going to the original mix again. Yeah. We'll do that for, for the for, next for the purists. Yes, for the pure <laughs> For the purists who want to hear it like it was intended. Exactly, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that stuff is, uh, which who knows, we'll get, we say that now, but the Mike Brunacini, just wait for, for summer's end, you know, it's not out yet, but we'll get the 20th anniversary, 20 well, years. There's, on the Kickstarter, there is a reward tier for bonus tracks. Oh, really? Oh. And there is a, I don't, I doubt anybody's going to get it, but there is a tier for that, and it's, uh, you know, you'd get the album on vinyl and everything, but you also would get a, uh, digital download of, I, I think I got like up to 30 some songs. And nice. they're, they're they're or, ordered in the same order as the album tracks, and each song is represented a few times as basically this is the original demo, this is you know a rough recording, this is a rough mix, and then you have the proper one. You I know? like you. I so do just, like just to see it, it's 
you know, for those who, if you want to take that deep dive, bless you. I love you. But <laughs> I, you know, I realized that there was not really a market for that. It's just because I wanted to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting to hear that sort of progression from, you know, a rough demo to the end. And oh, I, totally. It, I don't know. It's just I like that sort of thing. But yeah, I like to listen to it once. Yeah. Well, yeah, I I like the once thing. There's a lot of albums where because don't get me wrong, I buy the box sets and the deluxe. Like I, I I will be that guy. (laughs) But I'll listen to it like that. Like I'll listen once, and there's not a lot. If it's remastered or something, if like if I get the album and it sounds really like oh wow, they really did actually do something with this mix. Like I'll enjoy that part. But yeah, some of the like I'll buy the hundred the hundred track you know deluxe edition. But there's probably like 80 tracks I'll listen to like once. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then there's there's like the, you know that that one song that was never released before, yeah. and you hear it for the first time, and you're like, oh, okay, that one, I'm, I'm gonna take that one, and that'll go into my regular rotation. Yes, that, that was a cool song. I like how um, you. Th- I I'm I'm about yeah. I, I think we're we're pretty much the same when it comes to that kind of stuff. And honestly, too, like you're talking about from being a musician, and I myself am too, and like. You are right when you listen to those because in a way it's kind of nice and almost, I don't know if endearing, but like it reminds you that nothing, you may hear a song and go, wow, like how do they make it sound like that? But it's almost, it's, you, you can hear those original demo stuff go like, oh, nothing starts that way. You know what I mean? Like in a way where yeah. I go, damn, like how do they get that? But it's like, oh, it just kind of starts an idea. Like it's kind it, of inspiring it, it, it in that way. It humanizes the, the heroes you have, you know, it brings them yeah. down to your level a little bit. Like, oh, they're. They had a, a cheap cassette demo too. They they just had a bare bones song with with a strummed simple guitar and a melody like yeah. that. That's all they started with, and obviously they have the tools and talent to take it further. But it's it kind of put like puts it into perspective that you're not as far away from them as you think. Yes, yeah, because there is there's like a machine. A lot of these, and depending what you're listening to, I mean, if an album's big enough where it gets like a big deluxe release and stuff. It was probably a big album anyways. Yeah. So you start going before it went into that machine that, you know, the producer, the the you know, state of the art studio they probably recorded in like you strip all that back and go, yeah, at the end of the day it's like I mean, they're just a musician like you. They're probably recording on whatever home recording device they had and yeah. you know, with like an acoustic guitar. So, yeah, yeah I, I think it is neat on that aspect of hearing that stuff. Going along with that, you know, like with perks and stuff. Let's talk about the Kickstarter. Like, what can people get? What are what are some of the perks? What are some of the stuff they can grab if they wanna if they wanna come support Summer's End? Uh, there's there's a digital download. That's a simple one. Uh, there's I, I did a run of CDs nice. uh, for people who like their space age shiny discs. <laughs> I still have a CD player in my car, and I still have one in my house, and I, I like CDs. I'm so still pro CD. I, yeah, I'm a CD guy. Um, Vinyl is the big one. Nice, nice. Um, and right now, if you look at the Kickstarter now, it'll appear as though we've reached our goal because we have. But if we can make it a few more sales, I, I, I can't remember how much, maybe like $300 more or so, I will switch from lathe cut vinyl to actual pressed records, which is oh, nice. it's a, it's a sound quality bump up. Lathe cut is fine. It's not really that bad. It's Lathe cuts have come a long way. They're now... They're, Stereo, they're they're almost indistinguishable to the average listener, but uh, pressings are better, um, and you can get more of them. So I would yeah. be able to have extra copies to you know sell to people who may not have heard about the Kickstarter yet. 
um, people at shows, that sort of thing. So it'd be nice to have those extras, basically. That's oh, that's almost it's a reward for the for the Kickstarter backers because they're getting a higher quality product. Yeah, and it's it's nice for me because then I would be able to have a, a stack of vinyl to sell later on. Yeah, so yeah, because. It, it's a feel good both ways. Because you're right. I mean, if someone was to even like come see you at a show, you know, yeah, they wouldn't be aware of the Kickstarter. So exactly. it's nice to be able to like, hey, if you want it on vinyl, you got that it bad is. boy right here. Yeah. Or CD. If you yeah. want CD or vinyl, we got it right here. Uh, there's there's also uh, let me think. There's the there's the the bonus tracks tier. That's right. Um, then there's there's what I call the darkest timeline discography USB stick. What's this? With, it's a uh, it's a USB you know thumb drive mm. with with my entire discography, including albums that I have removed from digital streaming platforms. Oh, nice! So it has everything. It no. goes back to 2012. Oh, jeez! Um, so it has. Uh, I did an album called uh, "Return to Allen Park," which is a re-release of a previous album. Uh, both with Alan Park in the name, and they're, they're both represented, the original and the re-release. Oh, nice. It's an artificial individual from 2014. Uh, two, two or three EPs are in there. Three, three EPs. Uh, Christmas Song, called Christmas Magic, is in there. Uh, Cherry Springs is an album from 2016. Dream State from 2018. And a couple other singles and stuff. And the bonus tracks are on there as well. There's a lot in there. Yeah, it's, it's a... It's a pretty hefty thumb drive. Um, yeah, I think it's eleven. Uh, there's eleven folders. They're not all albums, but you know, four, five. It'll be five albums all on one one flash drive. That's a nice intro to you. Like, I mean, either for either one, whether whether you really like your music, you want to hear all that stuff, or you're like new to you. That's a nice. That's yeah, a that's, that's that's like the collector's edition. You get everything. You don't have to go hunt anything down. Here yeah, you go. It's all of it in one place. That's really um, that's really cool. And then the the top tier is uh, a Zoom concert, or it might be Facebook Live at this point, whichever. It's, it's an online virtual concert. Uh, and I'll, I'll be playing probably like an hour set or so. Oh, nice! I've had three or four people buy into that one already, so that'll be fun. I um, mean, you all, you know, you get the vinyl and the so you, that basically, if you do that Zoom tier or mm-hmm. the you know the virtual concert tier, you get everything. Oh, nice! You get the CDs and the the vinyl and the thumb drive and you get it all <laughs> very nice very nice have you have you done like anything like a kickstarter before have you yeah have you done yeah. this before um, for the past two albums i did i did a, a kickstarter just to fund the cost of cds and oh, both nice. both were successful um and like i'm not making money on these this is literally <laughs> just to fund the production of the materials um and, and like the studio sessions that, that i paid for all that so like to to be able to break even on yeah. music is something that is only in my dreams, <laughs> and I, I've accepted that I'm never going to break even, and I'm fine with that. I'm doing it because I like it, but to not have to spend money on the the vinyl and CDs would be nice to, yeah. to be oh. able to just break even on that part of it. Oh, absolutely! So that's that's the goal. <laughs> I like I do like that about like the Kickstarter and stuff like that because I I think including like on a local level and stuff, people using it, it's good for pre ordering that way. Because again, people putting stuff out, not everyone has a huge budget behind them or have some kind of big backing. This is a good way for like, I feel like I've, I've liked the crowdfunding where it's like, again, if you want something to come out and someone else is going to put out, like this is your way to back people. This is, yeah. if you want this record on vinyl, 
here you go. Like help you can do help it. do it. Yeah. Like you can do it. Well, you want and I'm encouraging people to think of it as a pre order. It is like I feel that's how I look it's, at it's it. It's not like the it's not like it's a project that's far away in the ether somewhere. Yeah. It's it's done. It's just if you want it, you can order it. If you don't, that's cool too. I would rather have like you wanted it. <laughs> That'd be really nice, but you want it. It sounds yeah, it sounds yeah, I, good. I, th- I think you'll want it. I think you'll enjoy it if you if you listen to it. Um, but it'll, it'll also be available streaming. So you know, if you really want to hold on and wait, you can wait until it's available streaming. Decide you like it, and then. Then come crawling back to me and see if I have any CDs left. Hey, Mike, you remember this? You remember that vinyl that I that I neglected to back? You got any of those still? Well, hopefully we will. Hopefully there That's will true. be some extras, That's... and then then you know I'll I'll be very nice and say, yeah, I've got plenty. Yeah, buddy, sure. Here, yeah. I remember you. Then I'll then I'll say. Thank all these Kickstarter backers back behind me. They they all helped. And now you can get the vinyl too. <laughs> I thought for a second you're gonna say it's like in the notes. You're like reading the notes of the thank yous, you're looking at everyone's names in the backs, like, don't see yours in here. There's <laughs> a lot of names in the backers. I don't see yours in here. Is this your uh is this gonna be your first release on vinyl? Or any of your albums uh This will be the first on vinyl. Nice, yeah. nice. And honestly, I feel like it's the first one that really deserves it. I, nice. I don't feel like the other ones deserved it quite as much. This one, this is the first time I like finished the product, got to the end. I'm like, yeah, this is this one deserves it. It's, that has to feel good. Yeah, yeah. To... Uh, it, it, I don't know. It's just this is a significant leap. I, th- I for me, I think. You feel like, like you just feel like this whole album then's just for you, like musically. You're kind of just whatever. It's a good. I don't know what you want to call it, but like, like, yeah, you're in a good place. Like you can tell. There's been oh, a progression yeah. or something Definitely. in your music. Yeah, uh, it's in every facet of the the album. The songs themselves, the, the melodies, the lyrics—they're all better. Um, the production qualities—it sound it all, they all sound better. The arrangements are better. The performances are better. It's, it's all around. It's just better. It's just a, it's a better product. It, it's, like, it's at the point where I wanted to retcon my entire discography and start over with this like a you know shave my beard put a hat on get glasses and say this is i'm a new guy this is different but i didn't i i I still like the old stuff a little bit but it's just a lot better i like i mean that's i think that's a great thing because a lot of times i'm sure i mean i'm sure to some degree you're proud of like every album but to feel that way i'm sure you don't feel every No. no one can say that no musician i'm sure there's a lot of times like Next album, like we're kind of doing the same thing, like to feel like, wow, this like blows everything else out of the water. I feel like you want that every time you release an album. I I think each album that I've done has gotten a little better. Mm. This one is just such a, it's a bigger leap. It's It's, light years. Yeah. That's a song on the album. Oh my God. (laughs) Track number three. Um, That's actually interesting that uh, light years, it's already out. That one uh, came out last fall. And a local film director, uh, Matt Swanson, directed a video for it. Oh, nice! And so I, I highly suggest you watch it because it's, it's light years better than I could have imagined. <laughs> he he really nailed it. It's so good. And I'm not even in it. You're not even in the video. You know, it's just the song. It's it's it almost plays out like a mini movie. Oh, nice! Uh, it's, it's really really good. So uh, that's on your YouTube page. It's actually on his. Oh, on I, his YouTube page. Yeah, um, I I did. Um, the score for the closing of his movie Empire, which oh, okay. uh, came out in I think 2018, 
and uh, to pay me back, I guess, he, he volunteered to do this music video, which was, I, I think I got the better end of the deal, honestly. <laughs> he did such a good job. Um, and so it's on his YouTube channel, um, which is Brown Hat Productions. Nice. Um, but yeah, the video is, if you just search Mike Brunacini Light Years, that'll be probably the first thing that shows up on up. YouTube. Do you have other music videos? Is that your only one, or do you have other music videos? Uh, that's the the only, like... Uh, actually, you know what? I do have one for a song called Carousel's Song. Um, oh, okay. From 2016. Um, that is, like, half performance. I mean, it's the studio recording, but half of it is, like, visually a performance, and half is found footage at Midway. Oh, State nice. <laughs> yeah, oh, very nice. Because that's about, like, uh, you know... And it's basically about Midway State Park from oh. my uh, perspective as a kid, and then again as a, as an adult. Oh, I'll have to check that. I love yeah. Midway. I'll have to check yeah, that out. A, I, I, that's that's a song I stand by. That could be that that could be ported over to this album. I think that one would stand the test of time. They'll stay in the live set. That's yeah, one. That, that's yeah. one you'll Carousel you'll keep song around. Will be played live at any show I do. <laughs> have you? I mean, obviously with COVID lately, maybe not as much, but I mean. Just in your in your career, have you played a decent amount out? Like, do you play? Not decent really, amount? honestly. No, no I'm uh, I I consider myself a songwriter primarily. Mm. Um, in my dream fantasy world that could never actually exist, <laughs> I would write songs for other people. Um, oh, nice! But that's just not the world we live in, and it's not the kind of music that I write. You know, I yeah. I, I write songs that might have been hits in like the 70s if i were lucky but they're not going to be hits in in 2022 they're just not and the they're stylistically they're so far from what you hear on like top 40 radio um so it's it's i can't expect to be a songwriter for other people producing a product that nobody like nobody in the music business would actually want. <laughs> it's not the top forty. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, the... you're not going to make money off of this. These songs. I think they're. I stand by them. They're good songs, but they're not money making songs. Oh yeah, and there is a difference because there is. It doesn't. It doesn't take away from that. It's like what sells is a very specific kind of thing. Yeah, and it also doesn't mean there's not a you know not an audience and a market too for him. I think everything kind of. I mean, yeah. anyone who wants anything I mean, that's, that's not, not just, that. That's not even to say that like top forty music is good or bad it's yeah. just that's that's not what i'm writing. you live in a different world I live in You're a different in, world yeah which i mean that's I and mean, that's not a bad thing i would i would say if i really sat here and thought of my favorite songwriters i don't know how many of them have even had a top 40 hit or would even would probably be destroyed like if they tried to and do it <laughs> it would probably be bad it would probably be a nightmare <laughs> if they actively tried to write yeah. that way yeah. is that something you've kind of because I, I notice, I notice like you said, like on this new album, you feel like it's really, really strong. Like, have you kind of more recently, do you feel like fallen into your own and figured out your sound and go, this is what I do. This is what I do well at. Like that, like kind of, yeah. Is that I, more I think, recent? I, I've had a very similar sound kind of since I started. Mm. Um, I, I, I just write what I like, you know, yeah. like I, I write songs that I feel like I would like. Like if I don't, if I, if I'm not invested in it, then I'm not going to keep writing it, this sort of thing. So it's, it's more like the, the style of music that I write found me, not the other way around. Like I'm not, I'm not intentionally trying to write a certain style. That's just what I like. That's what I'm writing. 
That makes sense. You can only write like yourself, really, at the end yeah. of the day. You can only... And I, I, I've tried to, like, do other types of music, I guess, but I just... I can't do it convincingly. Like, I can't convince myself to that I, like, I don't... I don't feel like I know enough about whatever style of music I'm trying to emulate to successfully do it. Mm. It's just going to sound like a parody of that music style coming from me. I don't, I mean, but that's not a bad thing, I think, to genuinely know what you're good at and go, like, this is what I, like, like, just because I, I feel like that means you care that much about your music where you can't go, well, let me turn off the part of me that cares and let me just try to make something. I've like, tried. I really have and it doesn't work. Yeah, see, uh, like I can't do it. You have integrity. I feel like that's called integrity. You can't you can't just write something off and go, I hate this, but maybe it will sell. You know what I mean? Like you can't I really do that. wish I could. <laughs> Your wallet wishes you could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you done any like collaborative work in your like have you written much with other people or are you very much kind of you, you just kind of write um, yourself? I usually write myself just just me, but I I've worked with a few other people uh, musically. Um I'm trying to think of who. What's that experience like? Do you like that experience, or is it? Uh, yes and no. I, I would like to do it more often. Honestly, it's hard to find free time to like do anything when <laughs> I'm working. And like I said, I have a, I have a child at home. Oh, you're busy, and, and yeah, and, and I honestly, I'm selfish with my time. I like to spend time at home. I, I like doing. I like being a dad. I like being a husband. I like cooking. I like sitting around and. That not being on all the time. Yeah. That makes sense. No, that um, does. But it, it's still like to be able to have that for myself and work and sleep. <laughs> that that's kind of my day. That that's that's it. It's even hard to it's hard to do music stuff in my own time alone. So trying to sync up schedules with somebody else is just challenging. But I would I would like to. It would be fun to do more um, of that in the future. Yeah. Yeah, I've written a few songs with a guy named uh, Paul Giacchino, and and he's in Fredonia, and uh, he writes his own stuff, and I've helped him. I've produced. He did a, a song called "Cruising Now" uh, last last year, two years ago, and he released a music video last year, and it got like fifteen thousand views on Facebook. Nice. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's like it's a really cool video of like a. Uh, you know, there's a lot of drone footage over Chautauqua County, lots of local sites. So, like, it oh, nice. got spread on community pages, and that's a really cool way for a song to get around. Um, so I worked with him on that song. Um, and then he he's written a few songs with me, and we're just kind of in the beginning phases of getting those ready to do something with. But, um, yeah, I usually work mostly alone. Uh, I, I worked. I, I was in a band called Three Philosophers with uh, Dan Davis and uh, Rose Hewitt, and um, uh, we we still work together, but just not as often because mm. of the pandemic and you know oh, our yeah. busy lives. But I, I, I definitely plan on doing music with them again, doing uh, more of that, continuing that. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I was going to ask that, like the band thing, if you'd ever, if you'd ever done. You know, because Mike Brunacini, I mean, you you basically play everything on record, right? I mean, most you... of it. Um, yeah, on this one, there's Cameron Staten plays saxophone on the first track. Uh, Jeff Thomas plays bass on uh, the song "Nothing Happens for a Reason." My wife Kristen plays the flute on "October Air." Oh, nice! And my cousin Rand, who I mentioned earlier from yeah. Ukla the Mock, uh, he does backing vocals on two of the songs. But oh. that, I mean, other than that, it's 
that's me playing. It's all Mike. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. For better or worse. <laughs> no, I always think that's interesting. And with the band, I mean, you've done the band thing, but I, I always wonder that with people because, including when you're coming from something like, again, I mean, your name is on the music, so it seems very insular. So I'm always, I'm always interested in that about you know collaborating with others or playing in a band and stuff like that. It's, and I don't think it's necessarily that it's definitely not that I wouldn't want to work with other people. It's not that I'm difficult to work with or I, <laughs> I hope not. You know, I think I'd like to think I get along with others well, but mm. I feel like the style of music that I am into isn't super popular, uh, especially around here. It's, it's, uh, and, and, and in my age group, it's hard yeah. to find, uh, people who listen to the same music that I listen to. So it's hard to find people who would be willing to write similar music to what I write. That makes sense. Um, and it, it's just hard to find time to to do that. You know, that, yeah. those two things. Well, I mean, um, like you were saying, I mean, you stay so busy, too. I mean, anyone who tries to be in a band can tell you it's hard to get however many people are in that band together in the same spot. Everyone be is like equally invested into it Yeah, to get there to do. I mean, like you were talking about the investing that like. Do they, you know, do they like this kind of music? Do we have similar? And also, do I get along with them? Are they also yeah, someone yeah. I actually want to talk to when we're not playing? Like, yeah. do I actually like this person as a person? So, like, I feel like with the way you're describing and where you're at in life and stuff, I feel like you have a nice setup where if you want to get the music out, you can do it under Mike Brunacini. You can do it yourself when you have time. You know, obviously music's not your, like, you know, you do other things outside of music. You got a life outside of it. So doing it the way you're doing it probably makes most sense, I feel like, right now. Yeah, for now. You yeah. Know. Yeah. And I, I don't mean I don't have plans to stop doing it this way either. But I might venture out and do other projects too if I ever have the time. <laughs> do you uh when this does come out, are you uh do you think you'll do any like record release show or play out at all? I'm in the beginning phases of planning some sort of release show. Um I have a show at, at the Audubon. Or no, not the Audubon, the Roger Troy Peterson Institute. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Roger Troy Peterson Institute on, I think, July 7th. Oh. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be like my first show in a while um, since the pandemic. So, well, I did uh, Infinity's local music showcase oh, last okay. fall. Um, but since then, I haven't really done anything live. Uh, then I'll probably do something uh, for Whirly Bird when, when that oh, comes back right. around. Um, so that, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find somewhere in between those two things, try to get some sort of album release show planned. Um, I, I think it'll actually happen this time. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be a lot of fun to play these songs and other older and newer songs live when the album's actually available and ready to go. Get it it'll out be, there. Yeah, it'll be a nice celebration of, of all this. <laughs> That's why people need to go to this Kickstarter, help it out so when the record release comes, you got records. Yeah. You got yeah, actual it, records. You don't want to be left out. No, no you, you don't, don't want you don't want to be that guy that, that forgot. Like, oh uh, the it's Kickstarter's over, I can't get my vinyl. Well, you know, you have the time now. Do you it can now. do it right now. It's gonna be I already I'm gonna set the scene up for everyone. It's it's mail I guess every day is mail day besides Sunday, but whatever. The mailman <laughs> comes to your neighborhood. Everyone has a Mike Brunacini vinyl on their doorstep waiting, except for you. How would you feel? I mean, everyone has their the vinyls there that day, everyone in your neighborhood who is anyone has it, but you slept on it. 
you slept, yeah, and now, now you have to hope they don't have a ring doorbell and snatch it from their porch. <laughs> yeah, that too. Now you're in, now it, now legal, now you're in like legal troubles. The JPD's involved. You don't look like a great neighbor. All because you forgot. And that's, I, I know you want it. I, I know that it, you could do it right now. You just have to go to Kickstarter. Yeah, where and, do they go? Speaking of which. Yeah, uh, you go to Kickstarter and then uh, you, you type in M I K E. B-R-U-N-A-C-I-N-I, Mike Brunacini. And then it'll show up. And you can uh, grab all these things we're talking about. Yeah, or find me on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, and I, I'm posting about it all the time. Nice, Which nice. is something that I don't like being a salesman The promoting part? I really don't. Um, you have to as a musician. Yeah, you, you can't but, not. Like, I just, I, every time I'm posting about it, I'm like... Everyone probably hates me. They're all so sick of this. But like, you know, I just want to keep reminding people. You just have to. I have to, yeah. And it doesn't help that like the 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 algorithms of social media are actively pushing away external links <laughs> unless you're paying to have that link propped up. I've learned that myself posting links to podcasts and things like yeah, that. Yeah, if, if you post a link that takes people away from their platform, they don't want that link shown. And it's going to be shown, but it's not going to be whole lot less. Yeah, whole it's lot no, less. it's noticeable. Yes, the difference definitely. Yeah, try, I mean, try try uploading a video directly to Facebook versus posting a YouTube link, and you'll see the difference <laughs> right away. Um, yeah, and what's the point of paying for ad space for a Kickstarter? You may as well just invest that money into the Kickstarter at that point. Start a Kickstarter <laughs> for ad money, ads, yeah. just for ad monies. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically what it would what would have to be. Um, but yeah, you don't have to. You don't even have to see the ads on Facebook now because you're hearing about it you're hearing on the radio right now. On the now. good old radio and a commercial free station at that. Exactly, There's, commercial free. There are free, no baby. ads here. There are no. Yeah, you look around the yeah, room. We don't. I'm we don't have. That a, nobody struck me down from even mentioning ads. <laughs> yeah, there, there's none of that here. So let's, uh, you know, go to this Kickstarter. You got till May 8th, which if you're listening to this on Friday, today is the 15th, I believe. So you still got a couple weeks here. If you're listening on Friday or whenever, whenever you're listening, as long as it's not May 8th yet, you can go get, you can go kickstart this. You can get the vinyl, you can get the CD, you get the digital, you get the flash drive, you get the Zoom concert, a lot of good stuff. And you're supporting local music. You're helping Mike out. Anywhere else we should go? Where can people? Where does the rest of your music exist? Can we find your uh, other releases like online and stuff? Yeah. Like, where else can we find you online? Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, you know, YouTube, uh, any any place that has music digitally, you can. Find You're probably it there. there. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Amazon, it's on there too. You know, we're, I don't I don't know where people listen to music nowadays because I listen to music on CDs and vinyl. <laughs> But but all those places I mentioned, I'm there. And you're also on CDs and vinyl. Soon, if you kickstart it, if you kickstart it, you'll be on CDs and vinyl. Exactly. I'm on CDs already, but but vinyl is the big one. I'm I'm hoping I'm coming for you, vinyl. (laughs) That has to. We have to help you out because I I uh, yeah I feel like nothing better than seeing your your record on a literal record. Actually holding holding the cover and seeing it. In all twelve inches of its glory, not just a CD. 
I mean, that's the way to do it. I'm I'm pumped. It's the I'm way so to do it. I'm so excited to see it. <laughs> well, awesome, Mike. This has been great talking to you. We're going to play some uh, music now from you. So if people aren't familiar with you, they'll hear why they have to go back you and all that. So we've been talking to Mike Brunacini. Now you're going to listen to some Mike Brunacini right here on Arts on Fire. <laughs> 